6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Wednesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Shalom, Merchuni, the Shalom, it says, Come the Shalom, Maya. 
Shama Biare Uda Ube Hutsos Yerushalayim Shall we? Will I hear? 
droppings on the beamer and he asked for silence. This is wrong, he must be strong. The noise that filled the room begins to die down. The rustle thankfully relaxes his frown. They managed to find to say a line with real emotion. And it all starts up again. We need you. Can reach our share. We need you, we need you, we need your to feel Each and every year can bring the guilt. Don't talk, shh, shh, just stop it. So you feel like can reach our share. You've got to know the halacha that it's Esther Ladabe, Bishas Hatila. It's no matter of Hashkafa, but it's something we all have to do. We need you. Just dive in so your dealer can reach out. We need you. We're not done. Yes, we are. Oh, that's right. We need you. Sometimes you're feeling down, then tear it gone your way. So you're looking all around to find someone who'll save the day. One place you can't turn, who'll ever turn you back. When you look to Hashem, you're always back on track. Cause Hashem loves you. You're his greatest pride. Yes, Hashem loves you. He's always by your side. You can see it too. All the good you have inside. It's up to you. All you need is to decide. Na 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 To know is no matter what you do, no strings are attached to the love of Shamble Show. Do you just gotta hold on tight? Put your trust in Him, keep your head held tight. Let your soul just start to sing. Cause the Shamble loves you, you're His greatest pride. It's the Shamble loves you, He's always by your side. You can see it too. You'll walk 
a different walk With confidence in your stride When you think of Hashem's love And you know you're always on His mind There's a light you've got to shine A job no one else can do Hashem's giving you the tools Now the rest comes down to you Cause Hashem loves you Yes, you're His greatest pride Oh, Hashem loves you He's always by your side You can see all that good you got inside It's up to you All you need is to decide Cause the Yes, the Shem loves you Wednesday morning, JM in the AM. Sorry, Goldwag here on a, uh, what is today? <laughs> it's Wednesday, right? That's why I said Wednesday. Oh, boy, I'll tell you. <laughs> I know I keep saying this. Purim was 18 weeks ago yesterday. 18 weeks ago today was Shushan Purim. 18 weeks ago today was Shushan Purim. And boy, has the world changed in these 18 weeks, wouldn't you say? Amazing what's going on, I'll tell you. Just amazing. And the, uh, the what's interesting is um, uh, the, the differences in how uh, different communities within our community are handling the current COVID situation. There are communities and neighborhoods within our community that are behaving as if... Um, COVID will never return, which, by the way, if you're watching the news last night, that is likely a myth at this point, but whatever. Um, meaning meaning, when a person or community has been infected, they can't be reinfected. Everything that was on the news yesterday completely refutes that. But anyway, uh, and then, of course, you have communities and uh, certainly individuals and uh, and families and groups that are being as diligent as ever to avoid, uh, God forbid, getting any type of infection. By the way, it, it, this is related, but um, I would have made the comment anyway, uh, but I'm, it just reminds me that um, today Dr. Norman Blumenthal is going to be on on this, um, on this broadcast. And... Um, uh, he'll be on in the 8 o'clock hour. And he's leading a uh, a session this coming Monday uh, via Zoom 
on coping with the inconsistent emergence from COVID restrictions. Um, the, the inconsistency that the government, uh, with which the government is leading us, is is very frustrating. But I'm going to add to the conversation with him uh, this whole topic of the inconsistencies in the way our greater Jewish community is dealing with COVID at the moment. I think it's interesting to discuss, and I'll, I'll bring that up. Anyway, Wednesday morning, JM and the AM, Ari Goldwag. The song is called Hashem Loves You. The Miami Mix done by 613. Ellie Gerstner at Kimalachav. Simcha Liner with that Ani Mamin Through the Ages. Cole Zimra had Benucha Simcha. Lamancha from AKA Pella. You heard Cole Zimra with the Lechupa, Kimalachav done by uh, AKA Pella. And of course, Regesh, Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. It's Wednesday and this July 15th tax day in the United States. Believe it or not. Three months later than usual, usually the middle of the fourth month of the secular year um, is the uh, is tax day. Now it's the middle of the seventh month. Today, July the 15th, 23rd day in the month of Tammuz, the year 5780, Tufshin Pei, 73 degrees, mix of sun and clouds and a high of 81, clear tonight, low 70, and tomorrow, partly cloudy, high 78. Yushalayim right now is at 89. We're at 73 degrees here in New York City as we say good morning at JM in the AM. So this is it. I, uh, I've i ended my plea to the governor of the state of New York to join us for a summer camp discussion. I figured on the first day of Camp Missouri, Camp Missouri does begin today, a little later on in a couple of hours, uh, I figured today would be a good day to finally put this to rest. So my final tweet on the topic is as follows. Final time, facts over politics with a little emoji describing how I feel about facts over politics. Fact, for a month, ignored by the governor of the state of New York to discuss camps, lost opportunity, maybe next time. And uh, I tweeted that at Michael Snow from the governor's office as well. And hopefully the governor will not ignore us the next time we ask for a uh, necessary and important discussion for our community. Let's hope. Facts over politics. Yeah, we know the facts. Trust me. Wednesday morning, JM in the AM. Uh, we will have an update. Rabbi Tarragon's going to join us from Israel. We'll have an update about the students heading to Israel to study for the year 5781. Um, it's an important update based on what I heard yesterday. So we'll have that for you. And... Uh, and as I said, Dr. Blumenthal later on, plenty more. By the way, our friends at Gotta Get a Bagel out in um, out in Woodmere, uh, our friend Joel Baruch and everybody at Gotta Get a Bagel, they are open Saturday nights till 1 a.m. They are open Saturday nights till 1 a.m. with great salads, with uh, main dishes, including shakshuka, avocado toast, personal pan pizza, penne alla vodka, baked ziti, great soups, wonderful desserts, including apple pie. So got to get a bagel, which we are, I mean, they have been for us such an amazing uh, host out there, uh, our, our, basically our mobile studio is at got to get a bagel in uh, the five towns. So they're open until 1 a.m. on Saturday nights. Keep that in mind. Joel Baruch and company got to get a bagel, wishing them the very best as they continue to emerge from this COVID situation. More coming up, JM in the AM with the Maccabees. Oh, 
J.M. and the A.M. The Maccabees wrapped up the hour with Alenu. Osish Sullum before that. Wednesday morning in America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world on the web at NahumSiegel.com on the NahumSiegel Network. And, of course, on the beloved NSN app. We'll do our news from Israel coming up. If you haven't yet supported our 2020 campaign, we ask you to make sure to do so. Go to fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org, and we thank you. Galit Sal in the background. Galit Sal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for Wednesdays next. We say Boker Tov from Jam and Am. Galit Sal, Mirushalayim, Asha Shtaim, Shalom Rav, Khan Rani Avnai, Imashikore Akshav. Misada Hinuch, Pirsem Protim Hadashim, Mitvesh Natalimudim Habaa. בגנים ובחיתות א' עד ד' ילמדו בקבוצות קטנות, מדווח כתבנו לענייני חינוך דורון קדוש. שר החינוך יואב גלנט הודיע כי הלמידה בשנת הלימודים הבאה תתבצע בחצאי כיתות, בגנים ובחיתות א' עד ד', מספר התלמידים בקבוצה לא יעלה על 18, בגני הילדים משרד החינוך מתכוון להתקיל מחיצות קלות שיחלקו את הגן לשניים ועל כל קבוצה תופקד סייעת. מכיתה ה' ומעלה תהיה למידה מרחוק כמעט באופן מלא, כשהתלמידים יגיעו ללמוד פיזית בבית הספר רק יום אחד בשבוע. ראש המטה לביטחון לאומי מאיר בן שבת מזהיר, התחלואה מתפשטת בקצב מהיר. קצב ההכפלה של החולים הקשים יכול לאיים על יכולותיה של מערכת הבריאות בעוד זמן לא רב. עוד הוסיף בן שבת בישיבה שהתקיימה הבוקר, כי יש לוודא מילוי מיידי של הנחיית ראש הממשלה למשרד האוצר לתקצוב כוח אדם נוסף למערכת הבריאות. את הפרטים פרסם כתבנו לענייני בריאות מאיר מרציאנו. המחאה הסוערת אמש בירושלים, בית משפט השלום בעיר שחרר ללא תנאים מגבילים שניים מהעצורים. עוד ארבעה שוחררו בתנאי שלא יגיעו לאזור מעון ראש הממשלה. כתבנו יובל שגב מוסר שמתוך חמישים העצורים אמש, שניים בלבד טרם שוחררו, ודיון בעניינם מתקיים בשעה הקרובה. עורכת הדין גבי לסקי, שמייצגת חלק מהעצורים, טענה אצל יעל דן בגלי צה"ל, נראה שהמשטרה לא רוצה את ההפגנות. המשטרה מנסה להרתיע מהמפגינים לבוא ולהפגין, והמשטרה לא רוצה לתת אישור עוד פעם בכיכר רבין. זה אותה מגמה, כי אנחנו רוצים להפגין במרכז העיר, לא במקומות שוליים שאין לזה שום השפעה. ועיתונאי חדשות 13, אבישי בן חיים, שהותקף בידי מפגינים אמש, סיפר לאמיר איבגי ביומן הצהריים. המילים הקשות שהודחו כלפיי היו כמו דקירה חזקה. ההפגנה אתמול הייתה חגיגה דמוקרטית. אלפי אנשים יצאו מהבית להשתתף במשחק הדמוקרטי כמו שראוי לעשות. בצד הדברים הללו היו גם קריאות ואמירות קשות מאוד. גם התקפה פיזית ממש על הצוות שלנו, הצלם שלנו, הוכה במקל, לא פחות מזה. מרוקאי זבל, את זה אומרים לך. מכל הקריאות והיו באמת קשות מאוד, זה היה כאילו איזה דקירה כזאת יותר חזקה. 80 מיליון שקלים יוקצו לסיוע לעולים חדשים. הכסף יועבר לטובת תוכנית תעסוקתית והארכת סל הקליטה לעולים. במסגרת התוכנית יינתן סיוע בלימודי עברית, מענקים לעסקים המקדמים עולים ומתן הכשרות תעסוקתיות. הנה שרת העלייה והקליטה, פנינה תמנו שטה. זו תוכנית מקיפה שגיבשנו במשרד העלייה והקליטה, ואנחנו נסייע לאלפי עולים חדשים שזקוקים לעזרה בתעסוקה, וגם נעריך את סל הקליטה, כי כרגע אנחנו עומדים על 28 אחוזי אבטלה בקרב עולים. כתבתנו ניביה גור מזכירה כי על פי נתוני משרד העלייה והקליטה, שיעור האבטלה בקרב עולים חדשים עומד על 28 אחוז. 
דרמה באל על, ההסתדרות הבהירה לבד הטייסים כי אם יסרבו לחתום על מתווה הבראת החברה, היא תחתום בלעדיהם. כתבתנו עינב קרנר מוסרת שלפני זמן קצר התפוצץ המשא ומתן בין ההסתדרות לבד הטייסים בשל אי הסכמה לתנאיו, בין היתר כי לטענת הטייסים מדובר בהסכם חד צדדי המגלם קיצוץ של 60% משכרם. מזג האוויר למחר ירידה קלה מאוד בטמפרטורות. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד. Hashem Melech, Hashem Melech, Hashem Yimdo 
go. Hentelach done by A.K.A. Pella. Rami Flam had Hatich Yena. Hashem Melach done by the Y-Studs. First day of Camp Misora. Best regards to everybody in Milford. Usually we say Guilford when it comes to Camp Misora, but uh, because of the governor's actions and inaction re, uh, related to um, Jewish summer camps in New York State or any summer camps in New York State, uh, Camp Misora has moved to Pennsylvania. So instead of up in Guilford, they're up in Milford. And uh, today is day number one. Special regards and a big hello to everybody up at camp. Uh, congratulating uh, Ari Katz and his amazing administration and staff. And, of course, the uh, counselors and campers 
on what I'm sure will be a great start. We pray, believe I and her, that everything should go smoothly. Obviously, a lot of challenges these days. Uh, but um, uh, again, we are we are hoping for a great camping season, which will go uh, for the Camp Missoura crew from today, the 15th of July, through the 17th of August. Please, God. So there's the uh, there's the camp update, and uh, I have officially ended my um, my Twitter invite. When it if you don't follow me on Twitter, it's uh, at Tall Jewish Radio, at Tall Jewish Radio, and uh, uh, the last tweet on this issue was the the one I did this morning. Uh, final time, you know, every day it was invite day number whatever. It says final time facts over politics fact. For a month, ignored by the New York State governor to discuss camps. Lost opportunity, maybe next time. Michael Snow is uh, tweeted at with that tweet as well in the governor's office. And uh, let's hope, of course, that next time, uh, whenever that is, we are not ignored. Uh, Our community is not ignored, and uh, hopefully we will get at least a discussion on important topics. How how it didn't happen this time, I'll, I'll honestly never understand. I will never understand. Um, shocking, surprising, and uh, disappointing. I would say it all. Shocking and uh, surprising and disappointing. This portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H. By the way, oh, I got I to gotta make sure to text Seth Levitt. Last night, I wish I had the package. Somehow, somehow, once someone made these hot dogs, I don't know what happened to the package. I thought I'd find it in the uh, in the kitchen garbage. It wasn't there. I, I don't know. I don't know who suddenly decided to be efficient with the uh, with getting rid of the refuse. But anyway, last night we had the most amazing long hot dogs. I have to search this. A and H. I think it was called long hot dogs. The people in my home, as I was desperately trying to find the package. Uh, told me it was co- it was called uh, long hot dogs. Um, I'm trying to just go through some of the uh, images here. I gotta ask Seth Levitt. I gotta ask him because these hot dogs were so much longer than the buns. I have to assume that there is such a thing as a a long or dinner hot dog, something like that. Anyway. I'll get the answer to this question that I could tell you. Um, anyway, this portion of NSN programming is brought to you by our friends at the A&H. Abel's and Hyman Kosher Hot Dog Sausage and Deli is the world's best, serving the kosher world since 1954. Now, the hot dogs are available in Trader Joe's nationwide. Try A&H today and check out their website at kosherdogs.net. Save 10%. With promo code radio. Speaking of promo code radio, 30% off and free shipping on the Arts Girl Chumash with Teachings of the Talmud if you use promo code radio. 30% off on all weekly Parsha books if you use promo code radio. Go to artsgirl.com. Again, go to artsgirl.com and enjoy. Uh, yes. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Siegel Network app from Android and iPhone and comment away. Listener Yitz was listening to bonus time. Wasn't an, there wasn't even an official bonus time this morning. Uh, it was sort of just our stream going before JM and the AM. Sometimes during the three weeks, I get a little lazy when it comes to the, to the bonus time. 
uh, our bonus JM, I should say, uh, which is an official show that we do before JM and the AM. It just doesn't always doesn't always happen. Um. Anyway, Trucker Yitz was writing how he was enjoying that, and um, and uh, also on the app. Listener Alyssa says, shout out to Yoshua Siegel from Gershon Colton. All right. Thank you. And um, everybody up at Camp Masora, big shout out to you. 20 minutes after 7 o'clock in the morning, it's JM in the AM with Hasidisha Otsros. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah
Shame in the AM selection from Hasidish Otros. Rabbi Tarragon is standing by. Anybody who has a uh, child, or if you yourself have been planning on spending a year in Israel studying, starting uh, for the 5781 season, Tufshin Pei Aleph, you want to stay tuned. We have a very important update coming up here at JM in the AM. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechonishmas HaRav Zebin of Yosef Alevi and Zechonishmas Esther Basra of Yosef Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. Today is the yard site of the famous chief rabbi, Rabbeinu Yaakov Yosef. It's interesting that we learn that the beer of the Hespit of Moshe Rabbeinu, the eulogy given for Moshe Rabbeinu, is that when a person is fasting, at the time when an individual is not eating or drinking, is separated from the pleasures of this world, if someone will come over to him at that moment and say he needs something to eat and drink, the person will say, I'm not eating, I'm not drinking, I'm okay. However, we find that by Moshe Rabbeinu, our boy Yom, he didn't eat. 40 days he didn't eat and drink. But with all of that, he never forgot the needs, what Klal Yisrael needed to have for their daily sustenance. That is the praise that the Malachi Ashares gave to Moshe Rabbeinu, that no matter what happened, he always remembered first and foremost Klal Yisrael. We find the same by Avraham Avinu. Avraham Avinu saw the honor of Hashem. Hashem spoke to Avraham Avinu at that time. We can only imagine how he separated himself from the physical world. But in Kol Zeh, what does it say? It says immediately that when there were Archim, when there were guests that had arrived, and the guests needed to have food and drink and lodging, Avram Avinu immediately turned his attention to those guests and made sure that they had everything that they needed. This is the greatness of a leader that no matter how far he or she may be removed from the physical world, they care about every single necessity that Klal Yisrael may be in need of. This is also the greatness that we can say of Rabbeinu Yaakov Yosef. 
He came to this country and he came only to help everyone, to see to their needs, to raise the level of ruchnius, of spirituality in this world. He gave up everything that he had and eventually became sick and passed on because of the greatness that he showed the Klau Yisrael. He was Moser Nefesh. He gave over his life for the Klau. Today is his yard site. May his great schus be megin over us. May his children protect us. And may all of Klau Yisrael have besuros tovos, yeshuos v'nechamos. Amen. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. J.M. in the A.M. Wednesday, Rabbi Ruvain Tarragon is with us live via telephone from Israel. He's, of course, Educational Director at World Mizrahi. We'll get a word in uh, uh, later on about the uh, Vayichan program. Uh, but right now he speaks to us as Dean of the Overseas Program at Yeshiva Rakotel and as somebody who's been working with the, all the yeshivas and seminaries of all backgrounds and all affiliations to see if uh, he and they can salvage the 5781 educational season in Israel for overseas students. Rabbi Ruvain Tarragon, shalom. Welcome back to JM in the AM. Nachum, great to be here. And Shakoach to you for everything you do for Israel in general and for students going to Israel and keeping the information flowing to the people in America is very important. Shakoach to you. I appreciate that. And uh, and basically, the way, the way things have gone over the last few months it seems we could start every day with forget what you've heard till now. Here is now the update. So in a way, what you've told us till now might not apply. What is the update as of right now regarding students heading from the U.S., for instance, to Israel for 5781? Overall, it's good news. There's, small, there's one small temporary setback, but the direction is very, very positive. If you remember when we spoke last week, we spoke about how Massah, has the ability to grant visas, and they were trying to expand it to cover returning students as well. And Baruch Hashem, that's in place. So anyone who was on Masa last year or is signing up for Masa for next year is covered by them. The issue we spoke about is non-Masa students. Right. And Baruch Hashem, that's heading in the right direction. The small setback this week is that right now the government is not allowing in any students because of the rising numbers here, but that's expected to be temporary. And in Yerat Hashem, we look forward to the gates reopening. The really, really great news and the beautiful, beautiful message I want to share with you, Nachum, is that based on the efforts of a number of people here in Eretz Yisrael, a coalition of yeshivot and seminaries, or yeshivas and seminaries, from across the Hashkafic spectrum, as we say in Israel, wall to wall, got together 140 yeshivas and seminaries, all the way from right to left, and went to the government together, represented by a number of people, and the government was blown away by seeing the Achdus and by seeing how many students they are. The coalition represents almost 12,000 students. And the feedback we've been getting has been very positive, that the government is going to try and develop a way for non-Massah students to enter as well. And this is very, very big news. The credit for this goes to Rav Zechariah Greenwald and Rav Nechemia Malinowitz and their shlichim. They've been working together and going to the government and petitioning on behalf of all the schools from the right wing through the left wing. An unprecedented expression of the achtos of yeshivas and seminaries in Eretz Israel. We don't have official word yet, but what we're hearing back is very positive. And so the good news is that we hope that there'll be a way 
for all students and all yeshiva and seminary students to get in when the gates reopen, which we hope will be very soon. Wow. Rabbi Ruben Tarragon is with us. So basically everybody out there, officially, as Rabbi Tarragon has told us uh, over the last couple of days, if you are a Massa student under the umbrella of Massa, you can get in because they can grant visas. We'll talk about uh, the, the current exact situation in a second. Um, in addition to that, it looks promising for those who are not under the umbrella of Massa. Today, on July 15th, the update is that the numbers and the, the, the facts in Israel have gotten to a point where basically everybody right now is restricted from coming in, no matter whether you're Massa or not. And Rabbi Tarragon, again, I, I understand it's generally positive news, but I'm sure some of the students and parents are getting nervous. How long could that last? And I think the answer is we have no idea, right? You said it right, but the government is saying that they hope and think it'll be lifted soon. Basically, the country as a whole is heading into more of a closure, and the hope is that that closure will help return things to where they were. And when that happens, then they'll be able to open the gates, hopefully in time, you know, in anticipation of Chodesh Elul, and when people are supposed to arrive. So everyone here is very positive about that happening. And as I explained, there's two issues. One is getting the system set up, and the feedback has been very positive. And the second is waiting for it to be lifted. So everyone should be confident. Again, none of us are in the VM. But all of us should be confident that it looks like the near Hashem, and we should continue davening. We'll be able to have all the yeshivas and seminaries up and running with the right health precautions in near Hashem for the upcoming year. And the uh, and and the zman, the Elul zman, basically begins over the Parsha Shoftim uh, weekend. So there is, as you just said, there's still time. There's still four or five weeks to see what goes on. Uh, there's still time to to recover from all this. I would also assume. And I don't know if I'm right about this at all, and I don't even know if you have any insight into this. I would assume that Israel is using the opportunity where they know that in the uh, in the large Orthodox community, um, there are many, many, many fewer gatherings between now and Tisha B'Av because there's no weddings and no major celebrations. Uh, that gives them two, three weeks to really uh, crack down and, and see if they could stem the tide of this. Do you think the calendar has something to do with it? I'm very confident that you're correct, that that's part of what they're thinking, and hopefully, sadly, ironically, the situation we're in now will help solve the issues, you know, through our availus. Maybe we can rein in these situations. So the only- and I'll just get back for, a, yes, for sure. a second to this point. This is the first time that an organization went to the government representing the overseas yeshivas and seminaries. Obviously, the government knows that there are people here, but it's been a silent voice. And now there's a, this coalition that's representing these schools, and the government is getting information and a better understanding of the whole world of the thousands of students who come every year to yeshivas and seminaries in Israel. And that's a very important outgrowth, too, that the government should know about all these students who come and what their needs are and what their interests are. And so from this difficult period, in Yer Tashem, something positive will come out that there'll be a voice for all these thousands of young men and women who learn here every year. So it's an important part of the American community and strengthening the American community. Well, I want to make two larger points. One, one you've already said, that you believe it's not just the numbers politically that got to the government. You think there was also uh, an impressiveness of the unity uh, that, that struck them, that struck the officials. They couldn't. I was told that very clearly by a number of people involved in the process. They were blown away by the number of institutions, the number of students, and most importantly, the breadth of seeing Hezder Yeshivas and let's say the more liberal Yeshivas and all the way through the very, very Yeshivish and Chassidish Yeshivas. The government was blown away to see Achtas, and we learned from here how important and impressive we are when we're together and unified. And the other point I want to make, and I hope this is not lost on people, I hope they get this, 
Um, you know, the, 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 the world has changed. I'm not talking about COVID. I'm talking about the last 10, 15 years. The world has changed. And now, as much as Israel used to depend on diaspora jury, now diaspora jury much more depends on Israel. And what you just said about how the government of the state of Israel and certain officials, at least it sounded this way to me when you said it, are now beginning to realize just how important Israel is to the education and the growth of diaspora students, of diaspora youth, uh, and that that could, again, reading reading more into your words, that could influence their decision when they realize that Israel is such a key for Jews around the world. Uh, I think that's a really, really important point, and I hope that that point is going to force Israel in a responsible way to open up even quicker, not only for students, but for all of us. And I'm sure you get it. No, I could, I could not say it better than the way you just said it. And I think what's important is to understand how much the YU world and the Lakewood world has been built by the young men and women coming back, driven from their year and years in Eretz Israel. And it's important for the government to realize that it's not just secular Jews who need the state of Israel to inspire them, but I think for Orthodox Jews, also the years in Eretz Israel are such an important part of their lives. Yep. And for the government to understand and finally hear from an organization that represents all these people who have been a silent voice fractured by each one of the yeshiva and seminaries representing them alone, like you're saying, it's a hugely important thing. And I think the government realizes we have to do something about this because it's part of our responsibility to Jews and Judaism around the world. No question about it. Rabbi Tarragon, a word about Vayichan.com. It's Sunday, July 26th at Yeshiva Dakotel has designated as a, a day and a week of Ahaftalareach HaKamocha, leading up, obviously, until Tisha B'Av. The program that's available Sunday, July 26th, will be available all through that week, of course. Uh, all the information is on Vayichan.com. Give us a word about the roster of people and the type of unity that it's taken and and will take to make this a success. So the truth is, Nachum, the two things we're talking about are very much connected. And many people have told me that what we began with Fayyichan has now translated into yeshivas and seminaries working together. And basically, as you mentioned, an unprecedented gathering of Torah teachers, of chief rabbis, senior rosh yeshiva psychologists, tour guides. There are over 110 speakers in those hours in Yer Tashem Sunday before Tisha B'Av. There are in each slot six rosh yeshiva and rabbanim speaking, two women speakers, educators, uh, a tour, a virtual tour in Israel of a place connected to the Chorban, psychologists teaching us how we can achieve Avat Israel, not just to speak about the importance, but how to get there. David Lichtenstein of podcast fame, interviewing parents and children couples in the spirit of the Heshev Levavos Albanim, really an unprecedented gathering hashkafically of many, many different yeshivas. We just got word that Rav Shmuel Kamenetsky is going to be giving different psicha. Rav Franz from Nair Yisrael, Rav Yisrael Reisman, Rav Bender, the Royu Rashi Yeshivas from Eretz Yisrael, Rav Meilich Bitterman, Rav Ushavayf, really bringing together chief rabbis, nine chief rabbis this time, the senior Rashi Yeshivas, the popular, well-known speakers and leaders of our community coming together to teach as one, with the message being, we can love each other when we learn how to learn from each other. We're one Torah community, even though we're all different. Let's figure out how we can come closer by learning together and from each other. Phenomenal. All the information at Vayichan.com. Rabbi Tarragon, you've made a commitment to us that if there's more news regarding our first topic tomorrow and or Friday, you'll let us know immediately, and I thank you for that. 
Nahum, thank you for being the voice of bringing this important information to your parents' body and people in America who are concerned, and I'll continue to do my best to help you bring that information updated each day as you need it to your listeners. Much appreciated. Rabbi Ruvain Tarragon, Wednesday morning broadcast. It's JM in the AM. Oh, yeah, Hashem, Shimu, Zephilu.
David Kalish with a uh, really nice array of uh, a cappella selections. You heard Tzfilo Ani, Avinu, and Animamin in that set. Wednesday morning, 8 o'clock in the morning at America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio around the world on the web at NachumSiegel.com on the NachumSiegel Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Um, well, our friends at Ohel, who are always, I mean, we've, we've been telling you for 35 years, no exaggeration <laughs> about the great work that Ohel's been doing. Literally, for 35 years I'm doing it, uh, for good reason. Uh, they're one of the uh, star organizations of our community, really worldwide, uh, but obviously based in this area. Anyway, uh, during COVID-19, they have adjusted and pivoted and stepped up their game to help people in so many different ways. And one of the things that caught my eye was that both uh, Harriet Blank and our uh, upcoming guest, Dr. Norman, Norman Blumenthal, who's going to join me in a moment, are both presenting this coming Monday in a, in a TheraZoom session on the topic of coping with the inconsistent emergence from COVID restrictions. I mean, if inconsi- I don't think you could come up with a better word than inconsistency when it comes to what's happening now uh, as COVID uh, continues and the fear of COVID continues. So I thought it was a great topic to um, uh, to bring up and discuss here at JM and the AM. Uh, he is OHEL's Director of Trauma and Crisis Response, in addition to hundreds of other titles that he holds. Dr. Norman Blumenthal, welcome back to JM and the AM. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. I don't think inconsistency, I don't think there's a better word than inconsistency to uh, uh, describe what we're going through. The first inconsistency, frankly, that really troubled me uh, was when the governor of the state of New York uh, said there's going to be a uh, a group of seven eight, uh, seven, eight governors who will coordinate so that restrictions, rules, openings will not be different one state from the next. And, of course, what we've seen over the last few weeks is that uh, reopenings and phases and, and decisions are completely different uh, one state from the next uh, in terms of number of people, outdoors, indoors, and so many other regulations. That was the first thing that got me. The second thing, frankly, that got me before we talk about, uh, you know, the inconsistencies as we emerge as we emerge from the restrictions is, Dr. Blumenthal, you have to admit and agree as an observer of our, you know, full community. Uh, and you look at all the neighborhoods and all the communities that some people in our community are behaving as if and some communities in general are behaving as if COVID is never to return and life is basically back to normal, while others like myself and many other families, groups, and organizations and neighborhoods, are, are behaving as if we are terrified of getting 
this dreaded disease. Uh, w- wouldn't you say that within our community there seems to be a great inconsistency? I would agree. That certainly has been my observation. And if that's the case, then you know it, it makes it makes life in our greater community challenging, right? In terms of who's willing to go where and do what and and accept whose invitation to to be wherever they'd like to be, et cetera, et cetera. Yes, absolutely. And we are social beings. Right. So we want to socialize. We want to connect. And of course, adds a further complication. Uh, so now tell me about Monday. Monday, you and Harriet Blank are going to be addressing this topic about the inconsistent emergence from COVID restrictions. Family and friends, as I just alluded to, is part of it. That I get. Right. But what about the greater picture first? What about all these news reports, restrictions that we hear about, we can't really decide or decipher which ones are serious and are going to be enforced and which ones government officials look the other way. What could you tell us about those? Well, uh, the way we get news and information has changed radically in recent years. Uh, it used to be that there were a handful of sources and most of, more probably more consistent than inconsistent with the advent of the Internet and social media we have a flood, a deluge of uh, news sources, informational sources, and we have to sort of sift through all of that. I think that's one of the skills that we have to develop is to learn, you know, which ones that are reliable ones, which ones aren't reliable ones, which ones do have a stated clear bias, which may have an unstated bias, and learn how to pick for ourselves what are the most reliable sources and recognize that. Uh, our neighbor may be relying on different sources. So part of it, as I said, is is, is uh, part of the times we live in. And, and by the way, it, with all the stress and anxiety we've had over the last 18 weeks, Chushan Purim was 18 weeks ago today, with all the stress and anxiety we've had over the last 18 weeks, what you just described only adds to the stress and anxiety. Absolutely. And another thing that adds to stress and anxiety is ambiguity. And the, the medical professionals, the experts themselves, readily admit that they don't really have a handle on this. Yeah. They're trying to, and they're working emphatically, and they are, they're researching and trying, but uh, they themselves are scratching their heads. By the way, and that, that engenders anxiety. By the way, another frustrating thing is that there are many people in our community with zero health and science background who do consider themselves expert on this topic that that's also that also leads to you know some interesting conversations and encounters right they're all psychologists as well i was just the only <laughs> foolish enough to go to graduate school so yeah, you're, that's you're the, the problem only, you're the only one who paid for it <laughs> yeah right 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 uh, dr norman blumenthal with us live via telephone all right so you know the key the key is um to try to lessen all this anxiety Uh, A lot of people are still home. A lot of people are in very challenging employment situations. And now you have this, this big question mark of how and how quickly or slowly all this resurgence, reemergence is going to take place. How does one lessen their anxiety in this type of scenario? So in terms of the ambiguity, I think there are basically two approaches and probably even more, but one has to pick the one that's suits oneself. One is that we can look historically. None of us can look to the future. I like to quote the great theologian and philosopher Yogi Berra. He used to say predicting is very difficult, especially about the future. Um, It's very, or the future ain't what it used to be. That's another one of my favorite quotes. um, It's it's very hard to predict. However, we can look historically, and historically in previous pandemics, there was a beginning and a middle and an end. So uh, there will be this if 
history is a reference point. This will be resolved at some point. The question is how long it will take and at what cost. But I think we can look at this as a temporary state, and I don't think we should see this as the rest of our lives. The other thing also that's a way of dealing with anxiety, if it suits you, is to surrender, um, to dealing with ambiguity and the, anxi- and, and the attendant anxiety, is to surrender to it. Uh, we don't know, and that's, for a religious person, that's something fairly familiar. Uh, you know, God runs the world. We're not in control. Despite our technology and all the advances we have made in science, we are not in charge. And to surrender to that is a very spiritual experience and will also, I think, ameliorate some of the anxiety and worry. You know, you know, before this COVID thing, even many of us faithful people thought we were in charge, or at least behaved like we were. Yes. Yeah. But now- I think so because of... We're, we have such uh, technology, as I said, and such advanced methods and means of controlling and understanding our surroundings. But here we, you know, here this little virus and we can't see has, has uh, really defeated us. You know, before, before I saw this Zoom event that you're having Monday, and I'll give everyone the information in a minute, uh, the reason I, seriously, the, the reason I asked for you to come on this morning was because I believe, even though not everybody agrees with me, I believe these two months of July and August are a much bigger challenge for those families that are stuck at home and those kids who have no formal program than April, May, and June were. What I mean, what I mean is that, and of course, this is for those not going to day camp and not going to sleepaway camp. Uh, and what I mean is, there was always toward the end of the school year, the last third of the school year, at least this aura of some type of program that the kids were part of. You know, there was always this thing over the family that, you know, that they're that the that the kids no matter what age were at least following a program, even though unfortunately it called for a lot of downtime during typical days, but at least they were part of a program that was still going on, obviously meaning, you know, the school day. When that ended for families that are not again able to take advantage of camp, I think it's a, a lot much it, it's a, it's much more of a looser atmosphere and for a lot of families now July and August are going to prove to be much more of a challenge. Oh, I agree fully. It is more challenging because especially because this is a time when you do especially outdoors, so I guess that helps a little bit, but where you where your your life is much more social and casual social interaction. And the other part that makes it very difficult is that if you the appearances that it's got, the appearances that uh, you know, we're, we're, all, we're out of danger, and yet the science, many of the medical experts are telling us that's far from true, at least here in the New York Tri-State area, right. obviously not in Florida, Arizona, California, but um, and Israel, and, you know, but, but the, uh, the, the, since that, you know, we respond to what's immediately in our face and in our presence, and uh, so therefore there's that great temptation to get out there, to socialize, to interact in close proximity with others without restraints, and, and we don't see the devastation, the overcrowded emergency rooms that we had been seeing, uh, you know, two or three months ago. Well, you are right about the outdoors, and that does give a chance for you know kids and teens to run around at least. And the weather in this area has cooperated basically with that, so that is a plus. But I'll tell you on the other point, anybody who watched the news yesterday, anybody who's paying careful attention to yesterday's news, it is now really skeptical in the medical community of one who was infected can't be quickly reinfected. Those who've had antibodies, and many of them high numbers, are now being retested, and those numbers are much lower, and they're fearing that this thing could return you know, sooner, excuse me, sooner rather than later to those who've already suffered from it. So the, the ambiguity, as you say, the big question mark, the uncertainty, the uncertainty is so 
difficult to deal with. And, and I, I, I'm, I'm not trying to be cute here or smart alecky, but it sounds like your best advice is just hang in there. Whatever's worked so far in the last 18 weeks, keep doing it. If you know systems in your family and systems for your kids have worked over the last 18 weeks, keep implementing them as best as possible and, and otherwise try to just get as creative as possible because it doesn't sound like there's really many other options, frankly. Right. Well, so I'm, not, I'm not in a position to comment on it medically. Right. Uh, we have to rely on the infectious disease doctors and epidemiologists, but I think many of us do believe that there still is a threat and, we, and that we do have to be careful. And, you know, we have to sort of juggle how much risks we want to take. We do have a natural need to socialize. We have to go to work. We, the economy needs to be picked up. On the other hand, we have to get, and of course, the risks. You know, we're not dealing with uh, maybe losing a little money. We're dealing with medical well-being. And, and sometimes people say to me, well, not that many people are dying now. Those who've survived this illness have survived with a lot of medical complications afterwards and psychological ones. Yeah. Many suffer from uh, cognitive uh, deficits and uh, you know, high levels of anxiety and depression that are not warranted by what they went through, which gives us the impression that it also impacts on the central nervous system. So the, 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 you know, how, much, uh, how much are you willing to risk? And even if there's small chances, are you willing to do that for such dangerous and uh, debilitating medical conditions? Uh, you know, like I said, for many communities or neighborhoods within our greater community, days like Tisha B'Av, uh, the upcoming high holidays, will look similar to the way they have in past years. For many of us, it's obvious already that Tisha B'Av is going to be a very limited service if, in fact, there are public services or services open to the public, and we were already wondering what the high holidays are going to look like. Do you think that that, that could be detrimental to the overall psychology of the Jewish community if, in fact, you know what, what we expect and how we normally observe important days like those will be very different this year? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think, first of all, it's part of our inner landscape. By the way, how we sort of gauge ourselves <coughs> on the timeline, <coughs> the timeline about and high holidays in particular, and Tishabot really are part of that cycle. And religious observance is, is a, there's a rich body of literature in psychology. How much religious observance and spirituality it helps us cope with stress, and then when that's truncated and delimited, we're losing another way of coping during these very difficult times. But as you said also, by the way, I marvel at the creativity. Yeah. And, and I think some of the flexibility of, of many, many people and many segments of the community yep. that are trying to preserve as much as they can and try to keep in good spirits uh, during these very difficult times. Even, even, when that, uh, even when that creativity is really simple, you know, uh, regular hikes or walks or head to the mm -hmm. boardwalk or, you know, go on this little adventure. I mean, it, it's really... Parents are to be admired, and the kids are to be admired for their resiliency, but you've always told us that, uh, thank God, people of all ages are resilient, just those in the other generations never acknowledge it. But We wonder how our grandparents, we have to keep secrets from our grandparents because of how they may react to certain bad news, God forbid. We, we, we forget that they've lived life and they've had plenty of bad news they've dealt with for many, many decades. But anyway, that's a totally different topic. On Monday, do people, sure. do people get a chance to interact with you through this, or is this uh, you and Harriet Blank uh, just presenting? How's it going to work on Monday? 
So what we have found to be most effective on these Zoom sessions, and through all we're doing a lot of them every week on different topics. We're right. identifying relevant topics plus groups. What we find works best, the personal depends on how, many, uh, how big the audience is. But what seems to work best is the chat option on Zoom. Right. Because first we have ah. the option to send just directly to the presenter, right? And also, you know, you can ask the question without interrupting what's being presented. So right. the presenters, well, everyone's will stop and check the chat. Plus the fact that some people can just send that, so they can send it either to the public or they can send it directly to the presenter and can right. even say in the, in the question, um, "I don't want to be identified" or "I don't right. want this question asked." Oh, what a great can idea! You please address it. What a great so, idea. So, so literally use the chat uh, option and, uh, and people can get, right. get their comments and questions in. Right, right, right. So that seems, that seems to work best. And as I said, we make ourselves available besides in terms of presentations. Our trauma team is fielding calls all day and having sessions with people who are experiencing undue stresses or challenges. And that's an option. And we make that uh, public during the presentation as well, in case somebody has a very more individual situation that they want to discuss with us. Not that their situation is any different than everyone else who's going through tough. Who's going through? Sometimes it is. No, but sometimes it is. Yeah, but I'm saying not that. Yeah. In in regard to in in regard to what I'm about to say, not that their situation is very different than others, and everyone needs sympathy and and help. But but you have got you you must have spoken with so many people over the last eighteen weeks. Who in some way were on who in some way were on top of the world in whatever industry they were in, and then of course we know how many industries came completely crashing down, and now they find themselves in a situation they never dreamt that they'd be in. And again, not that I'm minimizing everyone else's situation; everyone in some way is is, is you know suffering from from all this that's happening. But it's just you know when when you when you are contacted by people who you never dreamt you'd have to advise. Because uh, you know this type of thing has happened to them, it must be just mind-boggling to you. Yes, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. People's lives were uh, were, were put on hold, and people were anticipating promotions, anticipating getting right. degrees, completing degrees, um, and and suddenly they hit a cliff. What about and what it, about, it is very difficult. What yeah. about people who just bought businesses in February? I've heard from so many who just made sure. who made life-changing decisions. In the hopes that they were right. you know, that it would only enhance their families' lives, and then, and then, and then this happens. It's unbelievable. I'll tell you, God, God, yes. God, yes. God works in mysterious ways. I guess as a pers- <laughs> as a per- sure. as a person of faith, we can't forget that He's uh, supervising all of this, like He supervises right. all, like He supervises all the good that we have in our lives. Um, inf- right. Information about Monday: the inconsistent emergence from COVID restrictions. The Zoom session with Dr. Norman Blumenthal and Harriet Blank. You go to olfamily.org. You'll check it out in the events section. You'll see it there. There are a lot of other events. Give me a word, by the way, on this, um, on what you're leading for girls, uh, for teenage girls starting on Tuesday, the 28th of July. Experience parental loss during COVID-19. I mean, that must be, I mean, obviously it's heartbreaking, but I mean, on top of the loss and how you'd be, had you be um, uh, turned to, to, you know, to address teens or anybody in a family who've had a loss, when you add in all the other factors of how sudden this was, how so many of the people they lost mm-hmm. were never sick before uh, with anything serious, uh, many of them didn't see their loved ones at the end, it must compound all of this advice so much. Oh, absolutely. And we're doing this together with Chai Forever. Um, and it is, uh, you know, we, we, we noticed that there were a number of teenagers. And, and one of the things we, we noticed from our more individual sessions with some of the adolescents was how lonely they feel because yeah. for the most part 
the, the most of their, their contemporaries have not, they may have lost grandparents or not lost parents. And as it is, they're feeling lonely and, and, and wrenched apart. So they're certainly feeling all the more so. And doing this is going to be a group and sharing, meeting other teenagers, some people your age, who are going through some experience. And you hit it on the nail also that one of the themes we heard in all the other groups we did uh, on parental loss was, you know, he walked into the, the Intatsala uh, ambulance, uh, basically maybe with some breathing problems, but looking and feeling fine. And the three weeks later, we hardly saw him, and then we get notification that, that he died. And the, this has complicated the grieving process. We were afraid that would happen, and, I'll, and we have noticed that that does complicate it. And, yes. we, and we've discussed how many adults crave the shiva process for a lot, yes. of, te- for a lot of teens when they see and experience hundreds of their friends come to their home at a time like this to you know just share the experience with them the same friends they've had fun with on the ball field and you know in shul on shabbos and everything else and they come to be with them it it it, it could we could argue it's even more important for them and they of course didn't have sure. that must be so devastating Right, I'm sorry. And then they have the added fear because now all their eggs are in one basket. Yeah. And there's compounded worry about the surviving parent. Unbelievable, I'll tell you. So many people going through so much. By the way, I noticed on the email I got from OHEL, there's a thing about a time capsule. Good idea for people to gather with their kids and put together a COVID time capsule so that 30 years from now they can revisit and see what life was like now? I think that's good. If it's interesting, there's a body of research in psychology about family narratives. You know, what's the story of your family, your ancestors, et cetera? And not going into details, the most effective in terms of coping is what's called the oscillating narrative, which is a narrative that we went through a tough time, we got out of it, things are better, and then we went through a hard time, and then things got better as a lesson to future generations that there are hardships, but there are hardships that we survive and that we endure. So I think it's good for that. It's also good just to write and put down in words what you're going through. Yeah. It's one of the strange things about trauma, but just expressing it, encapsulating it into words makes it more manageable. Also a good rain day creative project. Yes, that's true also. <laughs> <laughs> which, which, right. which, gets right. us, which gets us back to our first point. Uh, Dr. Blumenthal, I can't thank you enough. You are out there for the community and in these public sessions like the one Monday, and you're out there for so many people individually who are going through really difficult times. I can only imagine imagine how less stressful people are because they get a chance to speak to you in these sessions and uh, on an individual basis. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you for having me, and thank you for keeping us all connected and informed. I appreciate that very much. Dr. Norman Blumenthal, OHEL's Director of Trauma and Crisis Response. Everything that I mentioned and that he mentioned in this conversation in terms of the events, um, completing your own time capsule, the uh, the parental loss during COVID-19 for teens, the uh, the therapy session or the TheraZoom on Monday night about the inconsistent emergence from COVID restrictions, all the information if you go to ohelfamily.org, again, that's ohelfamily.org, and uh, check it out. A lot of important stuff going on uh, coming uh, to the community from Ohel these days. Wednesday morning, JM in the AM.
JM in the AM. One of the songs from Coaster Halftime Show 2020. Doesn't that seem like a million years ago? Wow. We recorded that at the end of January, released it obviously Super Bowl Sunday at the beginning of February. And that was a while ago. As I said, Shushan Purim was 18 weeks ago today, and boy, has the has life changed over these 18 weeks. Unbelievable. Wednesday morning, JM in the AM. By the way, our friends at Gotta Get a Bagel out in Woodmere are open Saturday night to 1 a.m. Uh, with great main dishes, including personal pan pizza, baked ziti, shakshuka, etc. Great desserts, wonderful salads and soups. Hello, Joel Baruch and everybody at Gotta Get a Bagel out in Woodmere. Uh, they've been wonderful to us, and they're open Saturday night till 1 a.m., so you could check that out. You'll be glad you did. Um, today is tax day in the United States, July 15th. Yeah, uh, three months? Three months later than it was supposed to be. May, June, July. Yeah, three months later than it was supposed to be. Tax days today in the United States of America. How do you like that? Who would have thought that would have gotten postponed? Um, what else do I want to bring to everyone's attention here? Uh, this portion of NSN programming is brought to you by our friends at the uh, A&H. Abel's and Hyman kosher hot dog sausage and deli is the world's best. I'm telling you, we had an incredible, delicious <laughs> uh, Abel's and Hyman uh, collection of hot dogs yesterday. Oh, but just absolutely delicious. I sent a note to uh, Seth Levitt trying to find out if those were especially long dogs or just a standard uh, package. I already sent them a note. We'll see what happens. We'll get that info. Anyway, this portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H. Abel's and Hyman Kosher Hot Dog Sausage and Deli is the world's best. Now available. The hot dogs are in every Trader Joe's nationwide. Try A&H today. Uh, don't forget our friends at Art Scroll. 30% off of... Uh, 30% off and free shipping on the Chumash with teachings of the Talmud if you use the promo code RADIO. 30% off on all weekly Parsha books if you use promo code RADIO. Go to um, go to um, artscroll.com. Again, go to artscroll.com. Get us your resume. Get us your resume. The Joel Paul Group says there are clients who are hiring. Get us your resume, resume at NahumSiegel.com. Anything in the not-for-profit Jewish executive sector, we will pass along to the Joel Pohl Group. Anybody out there is free to send in a resume. You never know who we might be able to match you up with regarding employment. Resume at NahumSiegel.com, resume at NahumSiegel.com. Special shout-out to our friends at Camp Misora. Special shout-out to our friends at Camp Misora. Today is day one. Up in Milford, not Guilford this time, but Milford in Pennsylvania. We wish them the very best. Ari Katz, his great administration and staff, and wonderful counselors and campers. Today is day one of Camp Missora. From now till the 17th of August, please, God, everything should be safe and good. And they have prepared really well. I'm so proud of them. So, again, Camp Missora, good luck to you for a truncated, but but please, God, I hope a fun and wonderful 2020 season. Please, God, please, God, please, God. Um, oh, uh, I I have ended. Today uh, was the last day. I've ended uh, my Twitter campaign to get Governor Cuomo on this show regarding summer camps. Uh, 
uh, you'll see that um, I, I mentioned in today's Twitter tweet uh, facts over um, facts over uh, politics. Then I have a little emoji that uh, offers an opinion on that. Um, anyway, I do describe how uh, I can't believe that we were ignored for a month on this and that at the minimum I, I think we deserve the conversation about this. And uh, hopefully the governor will not uh, uh, make it another lost opportunity down the road when our community feels we need to have a discussion about a decision that he has made. Uh, you can check it out. My Twitter feed is at uh, Toll Jewish Radio. At Toll Jewish Radio. You can check it out. JM in the AM at 26 minutes before 9 o'clock. Just checking out here some of the recent acapella stuff that we that we got um, uh, that we got um, uh, back around Sphera time. This is a selection that uh, is done by Aaron Razel. It's called Lech Ami. Wednesday morning at JM in the AM. <laughs> Yeah. 
Hine Mato with AKA Pella before that here at JM in the AM. Three weeks format. We continue with this until next Wednesday, a week from today, when our nine days format will begin. And then we're back to normal, so to speak, or to a regular format, Erev Shabbos Nachamu on the 31st of July, that Friday, Erev Shabbos. JM in the AM Wednesday, and I thank you all for joining us. I've asked Seth Levitt to call in. Hopefully, he'll uh, see that message in the next 10 minutes so we can avoid Hot Dog Gate. And he could straighten out the whole A&H uh, size of the hot dog situation. <laughs> That's pretty funny, I must say. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad I'm cracking myself up. Uh, Wednesday morning, if you don't receive our weekly newsletter or our daily thread, and you'd like to, you'd like to be up to date on what's happening here, you can email Avrami, af at nachomsegel.com, af at nachomsegel.com for that. Also, um, I want to thank those who are supporting us and keeping us going. Our spring fundraiser is seemingly never ending, but it, it has to it has to be never ending uh, because we need support to keep on going at this time. And I thank everybody who's done so, so far. Remember, you can dedicate or by Uden's words or by Goldwasser's words or any part of a JMN broadcast in honored memory of somebody. Go to fjbunity.org for information about that, fjbunity.org. For information about that, it says sponsorship opportunities at the top of the page. And also, you can go to fjbunity.org to give a donation. And if you simply want to send in a donation, the address here is Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting. Again, you'd make your checks payable. Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting, 551 Grand Street, Suite 3, New York City, 1002. Again, that's Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting, 551 Grand Street, Suite 3, New York City, 1002. Simple as that, and I hope that uh, everybody out there feels the feels the need to um, to help us out. A lot of people have so far, and I thank all of you. If you haven't, go to fjbunity.org or Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting, 551 Grand Street, Suite 3, New York City, 1002, and we thank you. Um, Benny Friedman, acapella style, 
at JM in the AM.
Sie ist nicht du kannst Zar auf der Welt, was macht ihn zu vergessen, finger ich allein. Sie ist nicht du kannst ihm auf der Welt, was kann ihn machen vergessen, finger ich allein. Vor 2000 Jahren, wenn immer in Davenen, in Davenen stellen wir uns in unsere Halle, in unsere Machschuhe, in unsere Fiege, Wenn die Walls werden umgestellt, an jeder Lauf dem Weg zu den Gaskammern. Du warst dem gefreut, da ihr Idle suchst mir, für was tracht ihr jetzt? Wollt ihr gern für, ich tracht ihr dich allein. Ich bin auf meinem Weg, ich bin auf meinem Weg. Auf mein Weg kann ich richtig leihen. Wenn die Walls werden aufgestellt, an jedem laufen Weg kannst du bieten. Wenn die Walls dein Gefreit, suchst du da ihre Brüde, für was tracht ihr jetzt? Walter Gämpfe. Ich tracht für mir die Schleim. Ich bin auf meinem Weg. Ich bin auf meinem Weg. Ich bin auf meinem Weg. Kann ich die Schleim? Well, Seth Levitt has confirmed what we assumed, that we had the standard A&H delicious hot dog last night, and that is how much they expand. That is how much, uh, how much meat you're getting, that in many, many cases they will completely um, go over the ledge on both sides of a hot dog bun. Pretty amazing. So a big thank you to A&H. Delicious dinner last night. Abel's and Hyman hot dogs. And, of course, 
The hot dogs are available nationwide in all the Trader Joe's. Very, very cool, and I thank I thank Seth for putting up with um, with my uh, different analyses regarding the uh, the hot dogs from uh, A and H. And there are big announcements coming from A and H. We'll do it after Tishabov. I told Seth we're not going to do it error of the nine days after Tishabov. We'll get them on and we'll get the whole update by then. The stuff will be in stores ready for a week or two and grilling season in our community will really, really be uh, in earnest, to say the least. So we'll do it when uh, when the calendar changes and the people are eating even more meat <laughs> than they are now. Acheinu uh, Yisrael and Achni Machem, our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Round the world, the web at NachumSiegel.com on the NachumSiegel Network, and of course... On the beloved, let's make this change for a second. There we go. On the beloved NSN app. Wraps up a Wednesday tax day here at... uh, at JM and the AM, the Nahum Single Network continues, of course, next. Pay careful attention all day long, and you'll hear some amazing acapella and three weeks appropriate selections. That's what we're all about right now as our three weeks format continues. Tomorrow morning, by the way, uh, the person responsible for Jewish history sound bites is scheduled to be with us. Another interesting day coming up tomorrow here at JM and the AM. Have a fabulous uh, uh, Wednesday, and go purchase all the A&H products possible. Remember, Tuesday night next week starts the nine days. Uh, have a fabulous uh, Wednesday till tomorrow. And good luck to everybody at Camp Missora, day one of Camp Missora. Till tomorrow, Malcolm Single reminding you, remember to pass, live the present, and trust the future.